Welcome to the Fordham IPLJ podcast with your online editor, Anthony Zangrillo. This week I'm here with special guest, Nihal Madani. And we're going to be talking about the digitalization of IP offices. Could you tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. Um, my name is Nihal Madani, as I mentioned. I'm a lawyer by trade. I uh, practiced for a few years at Kirkland Analysis New York office. And about Back in 2013, uh, I left, uh, learned some computer programming, and started building this company that's called Home Legal Today. And what we do is we help companies and law firms create and docket intellectual property filing. So companies have been around for a few years now. We're working with law firms and companies of all sizes, helping them docket their IP filings in a more automated way by connecting to these IP office databases directly. Okay, very interesting. And you've noticed that you wrote an article that there is a big shift into the digitalization of uh, these filings. That's right. And so, you know, one of the things that's been fascinating for me is a lot of it came to light when we started building this company is just how IP offices have now gone online and just been this incredible shift towards electronic filing. So I think at this point, the USPTO that's on the trademark side has over 99% of its applications filed electronically. And we're starting to see that shift happen globally as well. And in fact, what's also interesting is that when we look at paper filings, they actually tend to receive office actions more often than electronic filings or maybe other contributing factors to it. But we see that not only are IP offices shifting towards more e-filings, and some of them are exclusively e-filings, but paper filings tend to be a slower and now even more, much more expensive process. And also, I was seeing that sometimes the paper filings are not as accurate, especially if documents are lost or something of that nature. That's right. So not only do you have a situation where documents could be lost, but something could not be scanned incorrectly, there could be an error at the PTO office or just the error on your part in processing it. So not only are you resulting in creating a more such process, it's slower and sometimes even less accurate. Is there a concern, though, that if you're increasing more of the digital files, let's say for privacy law concerns or even the security that the IP office is using in order to protect this information? Yeah, I think there's always a risk, but even if these applications were not being filed digitally, would you still see as IP offices at least making them digitally available? So the risk of potential hacking is always going to be there, but I think it's one that IP offices will continue to invest more and more in security. But two, it is records will just eventually become public in the near term anyway, so it might not be as much of a risk, say, with the trademark, just more of a risk with patent, of course. But these risks and these concerns are, I think, ultimately downplayed by around way better by the value that having public access to these records provides and the value of the accuracy that we mentioned and having electronic filing and knowing exactly what's being processed and being processed for which file. I think, again, all those concerns outweigh some of the potential security risks of electronic filing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, what are really the costs to let's say someone doing electronic filing, uh, monetarily. 
Right, so for the filer, you're often now seeing that there's an incredible discrepancy emerging between filing using paper versus electronic. So paper tends to be substantially more expensive today relative to paper filing. And so what we're saying is obviously you're saving time, but there's a non-monetary cost component that should be considered as well. When you do have these electronic filings that at the office of spending steps, there's much more possibility for automated workflows. And so you could design structures that will allow you to automate a lot of the sort of bureaucratic and often manual steps required to prepare IP files. And one IP office sticker has really pioneered the way for this to happen, and that's New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So the Intellectual Property Office of New Zealand Several years ago, decided to just eliminate paper entirely in their office and really take on what is often commonly referred to as an API-driven architecture. And so what APIs are stands for Application Program Interface. And it basically lets two different computer programs, servers, communicate with each other and access information. So the simplest example would be, for example, wanted to send a mailing label to USPS, you could, through API, create that label without having to go through their website. You could, through API, access tracking information for your priority mail package. Hmm. And what New Zealand did is say, we're going to apply APIs throughout our IT And on a very basic level, a lot of IT offices today will allow you to, for example, through API, retrieve information about an IP phone. You submit the trademark application number, for example, to USPTO, you can download the entire record through API. But New Zealand went one step above that. You can, for example, with New Zealand, essentially respond to the office action without having to go through the New Zealand filing system. Mm. You could file a new application entirely through API. So when you look at sort of the non-monetary cost benefits of electronic filing, there's a substantial amount of benefits for the applicants and the attorneys that file on behalf of those applicants. Because if there's an electronic filing system present and that filing system can be modified or receive data through API, you can imagine creating an automated workflow where, let's say I'm an attorney, my client submits information through some parts of my website, I can review that information, I can discuss that information with them, and then through an API, I can programmatically submit that information directly to New Zealand's IP office without going through a government form page by page and having to verify that I copied and pasted information correctly, for example. Well, that would definitely reduce the errors and also the transaction costs. Exactly. And... You know, when you look at some of these do-it-yourself services, a lot of people have different opinions on companies like LegalZoom, like Trademarkia. Mm-hmm. But those kinds of APIs could even potentially make it more accessible for applicants to submit applications on their own. Because now what someone's doing is creating a nice user interface and allowing them to submit applications. Now, of course, there's legal nuances that pro se applicants may not understand, but if they're going to be doing it anyway, just may make it a lot easier for them. Yeah, so I, I'm assuming the attorneys have had a positive response to uh, the New Zealand system. 
seen, it seems like it's going really well. Um, now, certainly a small IT office, so that's why I think it was a lot easier for them to initially take on this massive investment to say the entire IT office is going digital. Mm-hmm. Yes. But um, it was certainly people for them and it's really expensive for them, nonetheless, to do it. But I think long term, the benefits are clearly there to be able to provide that kind of access through API. Any final thoughts on um, this topic? No, um, we're excited to see more IP offices take this kind of approach. Um, I think it's certainly valuable for the broader ecosystem of IP filers and constituents. But, you know, the other thing that I think we should sort of set as really table stakes for a lot of these IP offices is to allow open retrieval of their IP filings, that all electronic filings should be, all IP filings should be at least some level, once they're public, or once the need for privacy for the applicant is no longer there, then those should be electronically available. And so that should be at least a baseline that I think all IP offices should be working from in terms of sort of open government data. And then over time, we hope to see more and more IP offices take on that API-driven architecture. Fascinating. Thank you very much for uh, joining us this week.